in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here. Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Austin, Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E. What's B and E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn, 104.9 AM 1260 and hornfm.com. With the Longhorns play and Austin Talks Sports. Welcome back to B&E, Friday morning. E. Hogan getting his eye fixed today. Just one eye. He's not having cataract surgery on both eyes. He's just got one that he's got to get done and healed up and ready to go. Zay Collier here with me. And Zay, once again, thank you very much. Ty, always appreciate you. And, of course, appreciate all you texters out there and your phone calls. <laughs> and... Uh, the baseball team is the game is tonight at seven, correct, Ty? Yes, I was wrong about that. Okay, seven o'clock. Seven o'clock. All right. And yes, I did spoon with Jesus when I had pneumonia. Chris Bennett remembers everything. He has a, a whole catalog on me. But yes, I did. I had pneumonia once and I did have a dream that I did spoon with Jesus. The black Jesus. The black Jesus. It was black. It was black Jesus, yeah. Beard, everything, had his arms around me. Are you sure it wasn't just some Rastafari looking? No, no, dude? no. It was not. It was okay. not Bob Marley Jesus. Okay. It was like the real Sure real, some some homeless guy didn't just <laughs> no, get in your apartment. No, dude. It was unbelievable. I'd never been I'd never been that sick in my life. My nose, I was so hot, my nose was bubbling. Ugh. You know, it was blistering on my nose. I didn't no girlfriend, no wife, no wonderful wife like I'd have right now would say, We're gone. We're out of here. Just me. Got into a tub of, with a cold water and threw some ice in there. A couple ice cubes. <laughs> yeah, ice you ain't cubes. getting no cold uh, yeah. tub. I got, and I, I got out, dude. I got into bed, and I thought it was one of those deals where you sweat it out. And it was, I was on fire. Fell asleep in this dream. And I tell you, I was okay the next morning. I also had the doctor then when I went to see the doctor. said, dude, don't ever do that again. Very similar to when I fell off the treadmill. Mm. The treadmill. Yeah, that wasn't a good look for you either. No, the treadmill story was not. Because my son will not stop laughing at that, even though he said, come on, man, you should have called it. You should call 911 to come get you. I was on the treadmill, had it at a nice pace going on. The phone rang. I got off the treadmill and didn't turn the treadmill off. Went outside of my little workout room, started talking on the phone for like 10, 15 minutes, came back in and thought the treadmill was, you know what I mean? Just right. step back on it. I just took a normal step onto the <laughs> treadmill, Zay, and dude, I hit... And thank goodness, because about a week after that, there had been a story about a, a guy going on a business trip at some hotel that did this kind of the same thing, stepped on the treadmill, but his face, he, he face-planted into the side where the metal part of his, and not the rubber part of the treadmill, and died instantly. See, that's some Final Destination stuff. That was meant to be, you mean that yeah, was meant to be like with that, that dude? Yeah, meant to be stuff. Oh, I, don't, I don't deal with that. I was just meant to be a joke, because when I hit that rubber thing and bounced and hit the wall and went unconscious and got knocked out... And woke up like you three minutes later. You were knocked out cold. I was out. I was out. I hit. I hit the back of my head. I went to a. I hit. The, <laughs> I mean, I hit that wall and sat. And then I got up and sat there. And my son said, "Right there is when you should have called nine one one." I get. I'm like, no man. How stupid is that going to seem if a if an ambulance rolled up in here and I'm able to stand up now and tell him what I just did? Oh, that hurt though, Zay. Yeah, it's just one of those you see your primary care physician if something happens and you don't go to call like, you don't, you don't, you don't call call like ER or nothing. No, <laughs> they're just gonna tell you not to take a nap, don't fall asleep. 
All the concussion stuff. Yeah. Like the guy with Gwyneth Paltrow with her deal. Got to stay awake. Yeah, I, I did. I went to sleep. That was so dumb. It was so dumb. That was like, you know, they have a little thing. You, you, can turn it, you turn it off when you step off of it. You don't straddle it, get off, get on the phone, and then forget that you never turned it off and then take a step on. I've never, flew, I've never flown so fast like that. I mean, I went, I went back. I mean, when my, when my head slammed into that thing and then it shot me back into the wall. See, if you had a little bit more weight on you, you wouldn't have went flying like probably that. Probably wouldn't have went flying. You know, right? Probably would have rolled right underneath yeah. the thing. It just kept going on like Flintstones or something. <laughs> no. Hell no. Zay, tonight's game um, for, the, for the Longhorns, first and foremost, it's going to be about the defense, right? Oh, yeah. It's always about the defense. You got to stop somebody. And Xavier's offense is one of the best in the nation. And you face They're a pretty lot efficient of, when, they, when it comes off. Very efficient. They got a lot of guys that are averaging over double digits. And Sole, Sule Boom and Kobe Jones and Nunji, all those guys could fill it up. And that's what makes them scary. A player that... I'm very nervous about that I don't think it's talked about enough has been really good in their first two games, Kennesaw State and Pitt. Jerome Hunter, mm-hmm. he won them that game against Kennesaw State. They were down by 13, Buck. That first-round matchup, we thought it was going to be another 3-14 upset. They were down by 13 points with around 10 minutes to go, and they just started knocking down shots. Kobe Jones, he started getting to his spots. Nunji had a huge block to help seal the game. So, you know, they did not have a good first game. And in the second game— They start pretty slow. They've started some, some games slow in the Big East, too. Yeah, yeah, and in that second game against Pitt, Pitt was playing its third game in six days, playing in the first four and then winning there, uh, um, beating Iowa State and then moving on playing against Xavier. So they were tired. They were tired. So who knows, you know, what Xavier saw these first two games of the tournament. But if you go back to the Big East tournament where they got blown out by Marquette and Shaka Smart's team, Sule Boom only had one point that game. He was not good. So if you could slow him down, which they have multiple guys, but if you could slow them down, that's a good sign. The thing about that is he's so crafty. He has a very unique, awkward game. He'll shoot it at times where you don't think he's going to shoot it. He doesn't need much space. When he drives to the hole, he has multiple types of floaters and runners he could throw up with yep. the left or right hand. And it looks a little awkward and it looks a little, you know, ugly, but it goes in. And that's a big reason why he was first team all Big East. So Adam Kunkel, he hit five threes all in the first half against Pitt. You can't let him shoot. And on the offensive side for Texas, you got to attack their guards. They are not that good of a defensive team. They're around top 50 or top 250. Sounds like a Marcus Carr game for yeah. me. Oh, yeah, it's all the guards. They all have to play well, and they could attack them on the defensive end. Like Kunkel, boom, they don't want to get break down and lock you up. They want to score and, and you gotta play have a, a fast and you gotta, pace. And you got to have a feel for this arena just two weeks ago. I mean, you know where the spots are. You've worked out there. Yeah. That's you had huge. shoot-arounds there. I mean, I think that is huge for them. Yeah, yeah, shooting the depth perception. Yep. You know all about it, and you had success there. It wasn't like you lost in the Big 12 tournament. You won three straight games against mm-hmm. three really good teams, Oklahoma State, TCU, and Kansas. So, yeah, the, the Horns, they're playing at their best basketball at the right time. Right. The Dylan DeSue, Nunji matchup, that's going to be an interesting one.
That's going to be really interesting because both of those guys, Nunji being a 40% three-point shooter, they're both going to have to cover each other out in the perimeter. So help defense is going to be huge. What is the Horns going to be willing to give up? If Nunji hits a three, are they going to let him keep shooting that and you know not worry about them getting killed inside? We'll see what happens, but I'm excited tonight, but I'm also nervous. This is Sweet 16. Well, Christian Bishop you can see anybody could get guys. We'll have to relieve, you know, he's got to come in and relieve role tonight a little bit yeah. and help out Dylan Dessou. And he's playing Because Dessou cannot get into foul trouble. No, but if he does, you know you've got somebody like Christian Bishop or Brock Cunningham coming off the bench. You know, we don't really talk about Dylan Mitchell much because he's only been getting around 10 minutes a game. He, he starts, he doesn't finish games. He has to have a good start, too. You know, I maybe get him a dunk, a couple of defensive stops, because he knows he's not going to play much, but we know he's going to start. That's just how Texas plays. Right. Like bringing Serge Jabari Rice off the bench. You know, so Dylan Mitchell, if he could give you anything, and I think his matchup is going to be Jerome Hunter, the time that he's in there. If he can slow down Jerome Hunter, who's been great these first two games against Kennesaw State and Pitt, Horn's got a good chance tonight, but – the Horns are really good offensively and defensively. Xavier, they're really just good offensively. If you could exploit them defensively, which I think Ronnie Terry, this coaching staff, could draw up a good game plan to do, i like the Horns advancing what, to the what you, what, when, you, when you've seen Mitchell, and, and I mean, this is one of the top picks in the country last year, what do you what do? You do? I mean, what do, you, what do you do if you're, I mean, if you get this job and you're Ronnie Terry and this is your job, that's got to be one of, your, one of your main deals is to get him focused on the offensive end a little bit. And start doing things to make it. You know, when I talk about this other kid, Sanders, as a tight end, you're going to have to do some special things to get him involved. Yeah, he'll have to go himself and work on his game offensively. But there are things that you can do to help him. There are set things you can do, whether it's go one-on-one or move your guys off to the side. This is him versus this dude. I mean, so he can help himself, but you have to set him up too if you want him around. Yeah, absolutely. He's going to test the NBA waters. He's going to do workouts and visit teams. And, they're and then, gonna they're gonna then they're going to tell them the they, truth. They need to because it reminds me a lot of Greg Brown a couple of years ago. Sure. And we were all saying with Greg Brown's maturity or lack thereof and the lack of production that we saw on the court – it didn't make sense for him to go to the NBA. Yeah, coming out of high school, he was that big five-star guy sure. coming out of Vandergriff and stuff, but it has to translate to the next level. And Greg Brown, the Portland Trailblazers, cut his ass. They cut him. He's not on their roster anymore. They cut him. And this is a team that is third to last in the Western Conference Finals, so it's not like they're – a team right. that's fighting for their playoff lives. Like, they're not going to make the playoffs. So that says a lot about that decision Greg Brown made. So for Dylan Mitchell, I want him to come back, and I think he should come back. And if he does, then he really has to work on his offensive game, just polishing up you stuff. You think it's more of him working on him? Yeah, yeah, because defensively, the athleticism oh, – yeah. It's there. and Well, defensively, he needs to get better. But the athleticism, it's there. Being able to get off the ground quick, all that's there. And he has all the intangibles to be a really good player. It's just he's not very skilled. He's not that good of a ball handler. He's not that good of a shooter. He's just a good athlete. He's just a great athlete. So he's very limited. And when him and Timmy, Timmy Allen are on the court at the same time, the horns could become limited yes, offensively. for sure. That's why sometimes it doesn't work, and that's why we saw in the Big 12 tournament with no Timmy Allen, they thrived. And I know Timmy Allen had a really good game against uh, Penn State, but 
sometimes when you see the horns get into these droughts and stuff, it's a lot because Dylan Mitchell and Timmy Allen are in at the same time. And so, they're bringing people to the middle where yeah, they hang out. Yeah, it's just too easy to help on Marcus Carr or whatever scores you have in with those guys. But, yeah, Dylan Mitchell, he, he has a lot of things to polish. And if you're Coach Terran, you're trying to bring him back you got to work on his offensive game because he has sure. to improve there. Yeah, you got you got to help him improve. There's, yeah. no, there's no doubt about it. Uh, tonight for Sir Jabari Rice, I expect that he'll, he'll love the rims back where he is. He should. Yeah. He I, should. Yeah, they, the guards, they should – you can't wait to get back on the court because going one for 13 from three, brutal. For sure. That is brutal. And – Again, the fact that they won that game just says a lot to Coach Terry and the coaching staff and how good of a job they've been able to do. But, yeah, now you can't do that again. Well, this is about this is about the, your grown men that are on your team that are six-year, seventh-year. I mean, these guys are now to that point of, uh-uh. This is, this is not – it's not just taking that next step. There is, a, there, there is an end game here at, at the Final Four. We need to get back there in our own state. We need to be here. And we're not letting anything, no matter if you have an off shooting night, you better have a good shooting night. If you have an off defensive night, we'll find somebody else to be a better defender that night. You know, they don't, they just, they just don't rely on one guy right now. They've got a lot of guys, but Dylan DeSue's still going to have to score points. He is. He just, he just, he can't, he won't. And you know what he's doing right now? I think Zay, he is, his, that knee is so much better. The fact of the way he's playing defense and the way he's scrambling around for balls and getting rebounds and ending up in awkward positions and making plays. Right. Yo, his block against TCU in the Big 12 tournament, yeah. that won the game. And it started a break for Marcus Carr. And that's how they got that 66 to 60. His victory. timing is really nice right now. He has came along just with his confidence. Mm-hmm. Like you talk about the knee and the athleticism, his confidence on the court has skyrocketed. And that's given the whole team confidence. And that's given the coaching staff confidence to go to him. Like after they called that timeout when Penn State went on that 10 0 run, all the plays were for DeSue. I mean, Marcus Carr had a layup in between that time, but I'm still trying to else, shake that off. Is that did I really see that? Uh, I mean, yeah. I was, I'm like, yeah, he had that push shot. He had that moment where he called it around the elbow and looked everybody off, made that sure there fade were no jumper was double nice teams the coming. Yeah, he knocked that down, and yeah, the fadeaway shot clock going down, yep. looking like KD or Marcus Aldridge. To shoot that shot in that moment, you have to have supreme confidence, Dude, and that, he does. And I'm telling you, that must feel good to have the kind of confidence that he's playing with right now. It has to. It, it really with does. where he was last year, not knowing, looking all, you know, like a young deer at times. Yeah. Just he's kind of gangly. Lo- loopy. Yeah, as now he's coming into his own and being on Austin Knight and watching him play in high school at Hendrickson, couldn't be more happy for him. Well, I just know this. I, I know anything I get – that little extra from from Hunter is is special for us. I I just have seen him all year long, and I just I don't have that kind of that feel where he's going to have one of those nights where he goes off because I, I think he's so important defensively for them right now, and it, and he's and he and he has to help out Marcus Carr bringing the ball up because if Marcus was the guy bringing the ball up all the time and that ball was in his hands that much, I wouldn't feel good for for Rice at all. Right. I I just wouldn't. It just. And Ty, you've seen it when Marcus is the guy who has to dribble a lot. He ends up that shot clock starts to get down there in a hurry, and then he takes a bad one. Yeah, it looks a little too much like the shock smart offense. Yes, dribbling around the perimeter, and then five seconds left, putting up a bad shot. So, so Hunter for him, I mean, he's he's that give a guy a blow guy. I don't expect him to get sixteen or eighteen. If that 
If that but were you know, ever to happen. But he's capable, though. Gonzaga, he Creighton, he had 29 or 28 you know against long, Kansas you State. You know how long ago that Creighton and Gonzaga. But that was the beginning him, of the though. But it's in him, though. It's somewhere in him. If he could get going offensively. There's something in me to go ahead and get to that 175. <laughs> it's in me somewhere, right? Yeah. It's in hard to give up them gummies. Yeah, he just being stingy. Though. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> but still. That's true. Like, can't do anything about that. They try to hide opposing teams. They try to hide their best defender on Tyrese Hunter. Kansas tried to do it with Grady Dick. And as, Tyrese Hunter doesn't necessarily have to score. Just be aggressive. You know, we saw Marquise Noel last night. Oh, 19 and how he assists? Had, yeah, like, he's just aggressive. He's not necessarily, when he drives, going in to score, but he's just trying to make plays for himself and others, you know. But that little dude can good. finish. That, that little dude finishes, too. Yeah, that's that, that's that New York in him. Yeah, I mean, he's going all different ways, throwing his legs out, should be getting fouls because he's out there kicking guys on the way up and stuff, using his elbow, hooking guys to get around him. Because when you defend them, I mean, when teams defend him and they stay still, like Michigan did, Michigan State did a couple times last night where they're not jumping all up in the air, just going straight up and sl- slamming the ball back at him. But he was special last night. Oh, he was so special. And that's that's that hometown. That's that he hometown, was Harlem momentum, right up the road. He was feeling where he went it last to school night. and grew up, and he was feeling all of that. And, yeah, Buck, like when you hoop in 13-degree weather, you ain't working on your jump shot. You're working on your finishing. Yeah. So right. guys like Marquise Noel, that ain't nothing. Even though he's five foot seven, five he is foot not eight. intimidated to go into the middle of the big guy. That's the last thing he is is intimidated. Wow, like he wants it. That man was looking at like Zeke, Isaiah Thomas in the stands and stuff, arguing, fake arguing with his coach just to get the. Oh, they Michigan set them up. Come on, Izzo, how did you fall for that one? That was the banana in <laughs> the tailpipe. That was. I mean, they fell for that. I mean, you just when you look that up, when he's over there looking at him, they're. Pointing out, is it two or what? What play is it, Coach? And they do they backdoor yeah, him. Like, he's like waving them off and stuff. Like you don't know what you're talking about, Coach. Lob backdoor. Got We got to go check and sit, find that out because they've done that more than once. And you know they've done it a thousand times at practice. But I got to see a game. They've, they've, that's not the first time they have pulled that on somebody, right? I I haven't seen it. Not like that. They do throw a lot of lobs. Like he's a very good alley oop thrower, and they're really good at catching them. Tomlin and Johnson, especially. But that yeah. pocket bounce pass he had to Johnson too when it, they went down to I think in the last minute thirty and it was just a mm, oh, the right left, down, and it, the left handed behind the back for the for the layup I was like you didn't have to do that but it was so <laughs> oh clear. when the game was when oh, he stole it oh, at oh the no, end. no 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 not at the end no it was it was it was just a couple minutes before that he had a uh, uh, when they had a fast break it was two on one. And it just could have been your basic whatever pass. He just went behind his back left-handed. Yeah. And it was so clean like it, like it was nothing. He's going to make NBA scouts take a look. When oh, he got Webb, to. You, you, Spud, well, Spud Webb. Webb with him. I, I, T, Isaiah Thomas went to Washington. He has a little bit of that in him. You see what Jose Alvarado has done with the Pelicans. Like, Jose Alvarado didn't have that type of game when he was at Georgia Tech. He was a good player, mostly a defensive player, and he knocked down shots. Who's a little dude to play for the Mavericks for a, for a couple years? J.J. Barea? Yeah. Jose Juan? Yeah, Jose Juan. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. One of my yeah. favorite players ever. Really? Talk about a dog and a champion. They, I mean, he hadn't started all year for the Mavericks. And he kind of reminds heat. me of that dude. Game, game four, they insert, insert him into the starting lineup, and he completely changed that series. And that dude was like... Five nine. Five. They have him listed at five ten. But yeah, his no wife, way. playmate, 
of the year or something like that. Jose Juan's the man. So that's why you remember Yeah, he's the man. He's like five foot six. When Andrew Bynum gave him the, the forearm shiver. That was dirty. And then he took off his jersey. And, yeah, that was oh. dirty. He was his career was over. Like, that was, I mean, that was the end of the Lakers. They were going for the three-peat, Kobe, uh, divisional round, got swept by the Mavericks. Yeah, he was a pain. That was it for that yeah, era of the Lakers. He was absolutely a pain. Yeah, that's, that's a good comp, Bug. Yeah, if Jose Juan could do what he did, no. That was a really good situation for him with the Mavs. Well, that dude, that he team. played in the NBA for like 15, or maybe not 15, but like 12 to 13 years. Like He came. He did. He was there with he went was to there. He went to the Timberwolves. He parlayed that year he into a contract, yep. and then they ended up cutting him, and he came back to the Mavs and ended up playing for like five more years. And then he, I mean, every offseason, they think about bringing him back as an assistant. Yo, they well. love him in Puerto Rico. Like, he's a legend up there. All right, well, let's take a quick break, come back, talk a little bit more uh, college football, talk about the quarterbacks. Because my partner, E. Hogan, has now convinced me that C.J. Stroud is the better quarterback than Bryce Young. I had all this Bryce Young love. starting to think, maybe not. Uh, I mean, whether he's going to be the first or second guy chosen, I think, I think Carolina is going in the right direction. I think C.J. Stroud's going to be their guy. And which means the Texans are going to end up with Bryce Young. And then hey. they can tell everybody, that was our guy all along. Yeah. No matter what y'all think. This is the guy. We fell into the guy we really, really We wanted. lost that game on purpose. Yeah, we didn't need that game. Yo, the way I heard Larry McTunsil talking in his, what, signing press conference and stuff, he thinks that they're making all the right moves and they're going to be back on top of the AFC South very soon. Well, there ain't nobody there, so they should be. They're, they got just as good a chance as anybody <laughs> else. We'll be right back. It's B&E Friday morning. It's Bucky and Aaron. Welcome back, y'all. B and E Friday mornings. They call you here. Oh, my sisters are mad at me now. I don't know why y'all said that they were round shoulders. No, you stuff. said that. You didn't have to say all that. And they're short. See, <laughs> damn, <man>. See? damn. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. I did clean that up pretty good, though. Did they, you? I thought I did. Mm. And once again, thank you to those those folks out there for. Helping me get ready to make the mullet open another success for the boys over at the Berg Center for Youth. And uh, my favorite is the folks down at Tractor Supply down there in Dripping Springs, Alan and the gang down there, and Chris. And of course, uh, a group that's been absolutely fantastic forever Sports Court of Austin. Vic over at Sports Court of Austin. Yeah, we're going to have to go ahead and go over there and redo the court. It's been about 10, 12 years over at the Berg Center, Zay. And of course, you know what the you know what the colors end up being over at the Berg Center because it's BC. That's right, maroon and gold. That's what I painted. Ah, the Berg Center. Yeah, time to go back and do a repaint job over there and stuff. When was the last time you've been to Boston College? It's been a long time. It's it's I've been back in Boston in ten ten years or so or more. Wow, I don't get back there. I don't. I'm not. I'm not. I don't have that that thing back with. Former players, you know, like Mel and all those guys, and all that get together stuff. Right, I ain't about all that. Why not? No, I just, I just never have been. I got, I'm, I got grandkids now. I got no time to be going so? back there, hanging out in Boston. I mean, I don't say you got to go to the pubs or anything. You mean, you mean go back on the campus? Yeah, and roll. Just, yeah, some down Too many memory. steps down there. Oh, uh, that's true. But still, take, go down memory lane a little bit. Nostalgic. That's one city that I haven't been to that I really want to. I, it's a very I, nice city. I want to see a game at Fenway. Yeah, me too. Yeah, y'all go ahead. Y'all <laughs> gonna have it. I'd rather go ahead and go to Yankee Stadium again. 
Again, 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 where I had a good time. Always had a good time at Yankee Stadium. Mel's still calling you? Every once in a while he'll call me. Just want to see how I am. Yeah. See if his life's better. Oh, yeah. There you go. Thank <laughs> you. Right. See if his life's better than oh, yours. I, you're absolutely right. See how your how's your life, Buck? Oh, you know, I got seven grandkids. I married a couple years ago. Your life ain't better than mine. I go, thanks, Mel. Makes me feel good like you always used to make me feel. Yeah, man. Took your minutes. Trying to take to, my girl. Trying to grope your wife. Yeah, come on, man. <laughs> just took my minutes and just took my minutes. Everybody oh, knew he took man. my minutes, too, for sure. Uh, Texas Longhorns, big weekend for for football. Get some things done tomorrow with the, on campus with the high school coaches on campus. And this is also, I mean, I, I say high school coaches, but there are times where there'll be other, you know, other college coaches that will come on campus too, Zay, because, you know, their spring breaks may be different. You know, so they'll have some coaches that'll come in and, and want to hang out, sit in meetings, learn some of the stuff that Sark's got to offer, learn some of the stuff with the defense, but mostly the high school coaches. I love when high school coaches are coming around. That Talking about your bread and butter, that lifeline that you have to have when it comes to recruiting. And I was, um, I like, I Something that Tom Herman didn't have here. Yeah. Good relationship with high school coaches in Texas. Now, you can't lose that. You can't. You can't. Why lose is that it. so important? It's just that because the high school coaches in this state know the players and know their families so well. Mm. You know, we talked about Ricky and talking about a daddy. So with them, you got a second daddy. You may have a daddy at home, but when you play high school football in this state, you got another daddy when you go to high school. Right. And and whether you're whether you got a great relationship with your father or not. You're going to have another one with that guy who's going to act just like your dad. Now, Coach Salazar at Westlake told me, hey, listen, I'll be your daddy if you need me to be. And I, oh, I'll yeah. take care of you. Don't worry about that. That's oh, right. I got, no. got in trouble a few too many times, and he was like, oh, don't worry. We're going to take care of you. Come, you're going to be coming to my house oh, no. on the weekends and mowing the lawn. That's what it comes to. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be your daddy, all right. You're going to mow this lawn. You're going to take the trash out. Yeah, I Never got to that point, thank, thankfully. Oh, I'll just say it's just – I mean, I just noticed that the minute I got to this state and started going into high schools, it didn't matter whether I went across the street. I it didn't matter where I recruited in this state. It was they're different. They just are. You know, I never, I never, I never, I never coached high school football before, so I went right from a from a player to a graduate assistant to then coaching. You're saying the high school coaches are different in Texas than they were Illinois and Boston. Any place, Florida. I mean, Florida is a great state for high school football. You know, but it's not. It's not like here the the communications between coaches and players is different. Right. You just don't get to know these people. Get to know families. They're like part of your family. Yeah. You know. Oh you become, yeah. It, like I spent more time with my teammates and coaches than I did with my actual family. My four years in high school. Yeah, so and it's a lot of it, lot of time spent together. I yeah, get and, it. And and you know when Mac was here, he made it just that way. Once you got here as a player from all the different parts of this state, when you came here, they had that family atmosphere, and you know. Yeah, Mac really understood it. Yeah, he knew he knew how to get. I mean, you, plus you know you can't you got to get to mama in this state because if you don't get to mama, kid ain't coming. I always knew that about recruiting. If the mother doesn't like you, the kid is not coming. I don't care if dad is the breadwinner. I don't care what dad's CEO or whatever it is. If the mother didn't like you as a recruiter or as a person, she found there was something about you that she didn't like. You could already start packing because your kid, that kid ain't coming. That ever happened to you? Where where the mom didn't like me? Yeah. Oh no, I. Oh, no. Dude, I, I went to homes where they had dirt floors as a living room and a rug on it. I would say, that, oh, this place is beautiful. This is wonderful. This is a wonderful meal. You have a beautiful home. 
I don't care if you had plastic on the furniture. I would sit down on the plastic and say, I am, this is so good. This meal is so good. And I always made sure that I tried <laughs> to have a flat out nasty, but you're going to say it's oh, good. I'm going to tell her what she wanted to hear. <laughs> I'm going to tell mom exactly what she wanted to hear. You, the cooking is fantastic. Now, I'm not going to lie about your son. I'm not going to tell you how great your son is. You already know about that. Right. So if your son academically is struggling, that dude needs to go to class. I mean, I'm going to tell you those kind of things. Very similar to the kid who ended up going to Syracuse from New York when, when the mom told me. I mean, that was and that was my real one run in, in my, my whole college coaching career. I mean, I coached Howard Griffith, and Howard Griffith was a Prop 48 kid that John Magrick told me, Bucky, don't worry, he's not going to be here. Straight out of Chicago. Straight out of Chicago. Adopted straight out of – I mean, straight out of inner city Chicago. Yeah. I mean, as nice as you hear Howard Griffith on this deal, that dude was straight up thuggery. <laughs> South side straight up thuggery. I mean – that dude was, I mean. I can only imagine. Oh Inner city goodness. Chicago. Oh, he got he got to Illinois, and I was told, man, don't don't try it. You know, I know you watch film on me. He looks good, but he's not going to be around. I'm like, he's got to be around, Magovic. That dude has to be here. What are you yeah. talking about? He's not going to be around. I'm going to make it so he's here. So you had to tell him straight up of what he had to do. And so that time I went to that house, and the kid ended up going to Syracuse, his mother was all about, and that's what Hogan calls me the dream crusher, because I may have crushed the parents' dream. I'm just trying to be straight with him. When the lady said, she said, um, you know, my son, and this was a house that I made three visits to, and I wanted this kid as a running back, but I'd go to the house, and when I'd have a meeting, I would sit there, they turn the TV on. Like, <laughs> dude, they turned the TV on. It wasn't like, I'm trying to have a real personal contact. Yo, I you're watching it. the Cosby show. Yeah, 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 with my, yeah. It's like, I'm trying to get a personal contact with you, your son. You know, you got your, your the kids are right here. And I want to talk to him about, you know, future and college and how important it is. And, dude, I'd sit oh. there, I would sit there beside the kid and somebody come in and click. I'm like, <laughs> TV be going on. People be looking. I'm trying to talk. And the third time somebody did that to me, I went over and turned the TV off. Up, gone right there. Well. Wrong move. Well, it, was, it wasn't the right move, but I had enough. Because by that time I had enough of the kids. I've seen some other kids, too. Plus, the, the, the parents wouldn't get off of. He wants. He's going to be an engineer, and that's when I said, "You mean like, dude, dude?" <laughs> so disrespectful. I mean, what, I was. I was already mad. I mean, I'd never done that before. I was. I was pissed. They just was disrespecting me. I was coming to their home three times. You're the guest. It's their home, dude. Well, show me something. You know, the, yeah. Not blasting the TV every time. I, you didn't hear. You didn't want to. But you really if, wanted to tell what me. What if they had their shows? Were he coming wasn't no on. damn good anyway. <laughs> By the way, but their shows were coming on. It was back in the day. It wasn't like you had DVR or anything. Oh, if that you was their show. That, yeah, if I you that missed wrong that time. show, that was it. You missed that episode, and you messed up whatever they had going on. So you didn't think that hate that helped my cause by me going doot doot? I mean, like engineer on a train? No, that didn't help at all. Because ain't nobody crossing that kid's bridges ever. Nobody's gonna get across a bridge that that kid built. That kid was C minus. Trying to get into Boston College. I've been talking to him for a year and a half about his grades. And I finally just had to tell him. I mean, I once had a... But what, did he have to, like, take ACT, SAT? SAT? Or yeah. Or did it matter? I mean, yeah, you, you had to take it, but... Hell, I mean, I got, he had to I take got it, into but... Boston College. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what are you talking about? Like the, I got in. Because uh, yeah, I went get... to Catholic school all my life. But as a coach, I, I, I still remember telling... 
telling one kid, and I've told this story about Tyrone Taylor, Greenwich, Connecticut, wouldn't go to class, wouldn't go to class, wouldn't go to class. And I said to him, I said, you know what? I'm going to tell you this. Your dad is going, going to show up here someday. He goes, man, you ain't doing that to me. That dude, the next time he missed class, his dad was at the afternoon meeting, sitting in the chairs where the, the where little room, little square room, like the size of this room. This is my, was the size of my meeting room at Boston College, like a closet. We had those old-fashioned chairs with a little, you know, flip-up desk and stuff. His dad was sitting there. His dad was the first in the meeting, sitting there. Didn't go to work that day. Oh, And no. other players came in, and Tyrone came strolling up in there. And he looked over at me. Tyrone looked at and said, oh, sugar, you didn't really do that, did you? I'm like, I told you I was going to. Boy, his dad walked him out of that room. Out of, I said, oh, you can go. Mr. Mr. Taylor, you go talk to him. Hey, there's nothing here. He knows all the play. There's nothing here. He's pretty good at football anyway. He just don't want to go to school. Yeah. So you can take him on out of this meeting. He'll know what's going on. Oh, Pops probably told him, yo, if you get kicked out of school, don't try to come home. Because there ain't going to be no bed for you. You ain't going to have no room. He you ain't going to have no key. If you mess this up, you on your own. His dad never even said had to say goodbye to me. He took him out of the room for about eight minutes, and that kid came back, tears in his eyes. His <laughs> he, day, told him, he told him that. Huh? He let him know you won't have no place at home if you get kicked out of here. We ain't paying for school, none of that. You're going to get a job. He got oh. his degree. Man. There was one time when I was walking up to the football period my senior year, and I'd you know, gotten in trouble with, at home that weekend for some you know partying or whatever. And I just turn the corner. I'm laughing at all my friends, and I see my dad in the middle of the hallway in the field house, just sitting there with Coach Coach Salazar, my position coach. And I was like, "Oh, here we go." And he just did the same thing where he's like, "Oh, the coach is like, oh yeah, go spend some time with your dad for about ten minutes." Oh and yeah. I oh. came back and Ooh. I was I was shooking up a little bit. So see, you get you get, you get to daddy involved you sometimes. Beat up, Yo, say, how, about, yeah, up. how about yeah? How about this time your pops <laughs> being at the school randomly coming by and just peeking his head through the window i bet you were a pretty good kid because of that oh uh, man so good i was i did get a little trouble just because you know teenager hormones stuff yeah. and stuff happens but CC, i can't imagine that because my dad was my coach up until i got to like middle school where i had other coaches and i hated it it was yeah i mean i just couldn't, yeah. i couldn't make those promises about a kid getting to the nfl but i damn sure could go in there and tell their mom i'm gonna do everything i can to have your son graduate from college that's all I can tell you. Other than that, he's got a lot, you know, he's got to work at it and do some other stuff. But I will make sure that I will dog him to the day he gets a degree. And like I told you, that one kid that didn't get a degree at Boston College when I went to Illinois, I dogged him for two years. And he finally got his degree. Because you can always go back, right? Oh, if you, well, if you play college sports somewhere, you can, unless you, you go back. That's what they always say. Especially with me following you and calling you up and still having your number and know how to get in touch with your parents. You know, Coach, he ain't got his degree yet. Okay, let's let me make a call, call to him. Shoot, fellas, with how bad Rick Barnes has been in the tournament as of late, that's the best thing he's done, making TJ4 get his degree and TJ4 crying in his arms. That's Rick right. Barnes. You owe that part. You owe that part to the to the parents when you go recruit somebody. As I said, you owe it to make sure that you better make sure mom loves you. I mean, I had mothers that were like, phew. <laughs> That they, didn't like you? No, not didn't like me. I, I know that was that was that was the first thing. Dad, dad would be like, no, dad's gonna look you up and down. But mom is really, she only got to take you, give one look. And if the mom, like I said, if the mother, mothers don't like you in recruiting, kids don't, kids don't come. They just don't. They're not coming because they're not gonna give their baby to somebody they don't like, yeah, or somebody they don't trust, or somebody that is looking cross at them in a way, or looking at their house funny, or looking at the dirt floor like it's a dirt floor. With a rug on it. Uh-uh. I went to Houston 
Dude had, and the kid came here to Texas, as a matter of fact, and had quite the career at Texas. As wow. A, yeah, quite the career. Didn't have a thing. Didn't have a thing. Didn't have a thing outside of what you could have got at Texas. And one thing you got, degree. That went a long way. That Probably the first in this family to get a college degree. I couldn't go more, to college. Couldn't be more happier. And and kids that get degrees, I I never shun that. And when when that's why I was so against that whole for a long long time about the NIL and all that stuff. I said, let me tell you something. If you go to college and you get your degree, that's plenty. I don't care how hard you work. I don't care how much. Don't tell me about the blood, sweat, and tears. You get that college degree, you're going to go somewhere. You're going to go. You can and there and once again, it's that whole cliche. They can never take it from you. It's you got to apply that, yourself. You got to if you apply yourself and and go there and you not only go to class but you meet people. You can't be a hermit. You can't stay up in your, you know, you can't stay up in your dorm room with your bong and never go out. <laughs> you got to go meet people. You know, you yeah. go out there and meet people, and people will be willing. If people if people have their sons and their daughters, and you come across the right way to those people, those people will hire you in business. You can't just go to school and play football. You better meet people while you're on this campus or any other campus. And that's, that's your job. That ain't the coach's job. That's your job to go meet people. Meet them, meet their friends, their friends and their daddies yeah. and moms. They got businesses. Yo, you hear Brock Cunningham talking about him coming back for another season and all the networking. He's shaking hands and kissing he be, babies. Yeah, he'd oh, be talking about He loves it here. Well, just how foolish he would you be if you didn't do that? I mean, that's, right. that's, that's just being foolish not going to school. I mean, I know Ty went to several colleges. He didn't have time to do all that stuff. Hey, but I, the best thing about that journey is the people I met along. I still have. He, he along was the way. smart. He was smart. He was down on UT campus, networking there, yep. going Good to school Lord. at Texas State, networking Texas there. Texas Tech. Texas you know, Tech. I was going on road trips every weekend. That's a genius. Know. There you it worked, go. It worked out in a certain way. All right, well, let's take a quick break, come back, and end this thing. We'll be right back. It's back. Bucky and Aaron. And welcome back to BNE. He will be back on Monday getting some eye work done on the one eye there. Be better than ever. Oh, like they always say. Oh, it'll be better than ever. Always. But uh, thank you uh, once again, Zay, for joining me this morning. I'm glad we had to get a chance to talk. I, I'm going to see if CB remembers this kid. I'm going to say one thing about one mom that I went on a recruiting trip here when I was at. I went on a few recruiting trips. Like, for our guy who I wouldn't get on that plane that with that bad weather deal. Yeah, the horns could have had work done, work done but no, instead no. you didn't want to get on the plane. No, no, no. Because the pilot said, what do you think? I said, I think I need to go home. That's what I think. <laughs> I'm not going through that for that kid. Uh-uh. Well, we know Bobby Bowden was probably paying them a little coin. So. Yeah, they were doing that stuff. Yeah. I wasn't about paying anybody. Kid's name was Derek Doris that went to Texas Tech. If anybody remembers that name. And his mom? She was fine. <laughs> Was, fine. was he even good enough? You just offered him a scholarship, huh? He went to Tech. He ended up going to Tech. Because oh, okay. at the end, I don't think we had a scholarship for him. <laughs> <laughs> he ended up doing something dirty in a game. I think he clipped somebody from behind. Really? At, at, the, at the end of his career. Derek Doris. He was fast, though. He could run. Yeah. I talked Makovic into that one. Then they said, no, I don't think so, Buck. I don't think so on this one. Yeah, his mom's not playing, Buck. <laughs> <laughs> his mom's not playing. Oh, say you're too much. Say I was just trying to, back in the day when I read Boston College, I'd be playing at the rec center, and you're over there at Gregory Gym. Dominating. It, just dominating. Just I'd take the football dominating. players. I would take the football players and go over there to the rec center, and I would, you know, I mean, I was uh, 
20% free throw shooter when I was in high school. <laughs> I was terrible. But yeah, I I've seen there. your form, that two-hand release stuff that you taught Trey Mitchell, which sent him oh. to Morgantown. How'd he do? He was okay this year, wasn't he? No, he wasn't. He wasn't any good? Well, I mean, they, they got bounced in the first round. Yeah, and he was starting. It's not a coincidence that Jalen Tyson and Trey Mitchell both leaving, and Courtney Ramey, all those guys leaving, and all those teams, one, not making the tournament, and two, losing first round. Does Trey Mitchell not look just like Eric Andre with his new hair? He does look like him. He does, yeah. Yeah. Eric Andre just is insane, so I look at him and I think, like, crackhead, but... (laughs) And, by the way, Mrs. Dunn, I was very kind. She she wanted... Warwick Dunn went on to do some great things as a person. Didn't he? When he didn't yeah. he start by like building homes for mothers and stuff, building homes for people. Yeah, he like gave back to Deshaun Watson when he was a kid. Like, there's a yeah p- picture of those two. So I was together. on the right track. I just wasn't getting on that plane. I wasn't feeling it that night when the when my head kept hitting the roof of the plane before the storm. We were we didn't even go into the storm yet. Unbelievable. Yeah, you Listen, going to Louisiana too? You ain't trying to just go straight into the water. Oh, gosh, no, thank you. I'd already been there one time driving around the neighborhood. Hell no. I wouldn't go near that plane. It wouldn't work all that. All right, Zay, thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. Thank today, you, Bucks. It's been a blast. Ty, Ty appreciate Ty. you. Thank you. Y'all uh, do have a safe weekend. A lot going on this weekend. What time are those games tonight? What time are the baseball games? 7 o'clock. 7 first o'clock, pitch. first pitch. And what time is the basketball? 8.45, estimated tip-off. And uh, the light 8 the o'clock to- pregame. Pregame. Light to Tower will be from Kansas City today. Correct. Next. Yes. And my, my gummy guy and Ball Don't Lie, they're at uh, Golffinity. Golffinity. That's where their show will emanate from today. So go out there and check them out. Hit some golf balls. Watch some golf on TV. Uh, and for hard, you need to give up the gummies and quit that. That's greedy, <laughs> man. That's just being greedy. Y'all have a safe weekend. See you on Monday.